Blog Talk Radio. Aloha and welcome to Spiritual Journey with your host, Hawaii Psychic Intuitive, Geraldine St. Joseph. I'm going to apologize right off the bat. I've had to call in six or seven times in the last 15 minutes to try and get a clear signal through to Blog Talk Radio. In February, they changed a lot of their parameters, and I believe they probably screwed up a lot of stuff. So, oh, now it says it's waiting for host to call in, so I don't even know if I'm on the air. Okay. I have one thing telling me I'm on the air and another thing telling me I'm not. So I'm going to try to call in using my other phone. Um, If I am on the air, we might as well continue. Today we're going to talk about a subject that's near and dear to my heart, and that is misinformation. (laughs) And what happens is that people who enter their spiritual journey often are misled by different phrases and things that we use, we tend to use. This is because a lot of people throw around these phrases and they don't understand that um, they don't understand that you need a basis for it. You need a common language, which for the most part, people just don't have. So, okay. So I just called Blog Talk Radio and tried to dial in using my Um, other phone, and it's telling me that I'm on already, so hopefully this is recording. Otherwise, my apologies. Um, Block Talk decided to change a lot of their services, and I'm pretty sure this is the reason for the problems. Um, They're trying to force everybody to switch into a certain type of hosting, which not all of us have agreed to do, so they're probably just trying to make it difficult on everyone. Okay, so... One of the things I hear the most from people who want to enter into metaphysics but really don't have a strong foundation are the laws of attraction. Um, that I don't even know what to call it. I was going to say spiel, but it, I don't want to downplay it. The laws of attraction are real. However, with the book The Secret coming out and disinformation coming out, there was this assumption that people had an idea of what they were talking about. They started at the middle instead of um, bringing people from the ground up. The laws of attraction, where we learn that we are creating our own universe, to a certain extent, yes, that is true. If you look at quantum physics, there's a lot of information telling you that basically in the smallest particles, the smallest minutia that makes up the world, that the bits of energy that are there, when you focus your intention upon something, it will react and behave the way you expect it to react. The one thing with these types of um, teachings that's forgotten is that we're in a world of, what, a billion people? Everybody's thinking. Everybody's creating something. It works much better if we are creating together to manifest what we're looking for. But people ask me questions like, well, if we're creating our own reality, then how did 9-11 happen? Who would want to be in that building when that's occurring? Who would want their end to be jumping out of a window on fire and, and these types of things? And the answer is probably nobody. Nobody they could think of in their right mind anyway. However, my belief is and my experience is 
that, yes, the law of attraction works. It, it comes in its own, and it's more about your perception. It has more to do with when things happen to you, when you have an experience, what do you do with that experience? What are How are you carrying that experience? Are you moving forward and using that to grow? Are you using that to hold you back? Are you whining about it? What are you doing that is creating experience? Is it a positive thing? Is it a negative thing? It's your attitude about it and the way you react to it or respond to it. In that sense, you are creating your reality. Yes, if you are constantly worrying and constantly looking for the bad in all things, you're going to find it. It's just like when you take your car to the mechanics and he gives your car a really thorough checkup. He wants to make some money, so he's going to find something wrong with that car. So knowing that, keeping your energetic positive, thoughts positive, looking at what you want and putting it towards that instead of what you don't do positive, does this mean that nothing bad can ever happen, that, that you're not going to have any difficulties? There's, there's never going to be a time when you need to overcome something? No, it doesn't mean that was when it comes time for you to have to overcome some tragedy, that you are prepared for that because you have a lot of energy built up that allows you to push through it more productively, where you are utilizing your experiences to become a better person rather than using them as salt on your tail yourself to fly. You don't use them as an excuse to hold you back. You use it as a learning, uh, something to learn from, to move forward with. The other thing I can't stand when I hear people saying, is, oh, it's all perfect. We're all perfect. It's perfect. Everything's perfect. Everything right now is perfect. People don't understand what the heck you're talking about, and most of the people in that don't understand what they're talking about either. Basically, what that means, talking about perfection. We talk about things are perfect the way they are in this moment because that's what they are. There's nothing you can do about it. You can change things that are coming. You can make a different decision. You can go in a different direction. But at our right second, they all need to do about it. So right in this second, things are perfect just the way they are. And what are they perfect what are they trying to show you? They are trying to show you, teach you some kind of a lesson or show you somebody's love or, or open you up to something new. There's a purpose for all things. To say that someone is perfect, right, are, that doesn't mean that they have no work to do. And to say that you're perfect right in this moment just the way you are. It doesn't mean that you have any work to do or that I don't have any work to do. Right now, at this moment, you're listening to this and you're either agreeing with me or you're disagreeing with me. The point is it makes you think. When we use catch-alls like, oh, that's just the law of attraction in action, or, oh, everybody's perfect. We're all perfect. This is perfect, right? Where it is. 
that's not a catch-all and an excuse not anything. These laws of the universe are meant to give us a way and a space to open up, to open up on ourselves. We are meant to move forward and to grow with every experience. We're never really done. And when we talk about different practitioners, I mean, I know, and I know you're going to say I'm being judgmental and critical, and that's fine. You can mean that way. I really don't care. But I know many, many practitioners get into this rut where they, that's all they talk about are these different principles, and they use it as a catch-all for everything. Oh, well, you got in an accident today, and the guy who actually hit you was yelling at you and, um, you know, calling you names. That's a mirror. It's a mirror for you. How is it a mirror? Yes, some things are mirrors, but you know what? There are people in the world who are just not good people. Because you meet Charles Manson, it doesn't mean that you have Charles Manson inside of you, I mean. It doesn't mean that you he is reflecting to you back a part of yourself that that you don't want to acknowledge, that you're really a mass murderer. No. It's taking it too far and it's using it too much of a blanket. Do a lot of things that we don't like in other people. Are they a reflection of something in ourselves? Yes, oftentimes they are. I find people who are very overbearing get very, very upset when they're around other people who are overbearing. Why? It's a power play. Both people in that situation want to be the center of attention. Both people in that situation want to be the driving force. And they can't because they both have the same person. So, yes, in that way, it's a mirror. Someone who comes into that situation is very mousy and feels bludgeoned by that person. It's not a mirror in the same way. It's not just we tell them, well, they're overstepping their bounds and they're doing too much because they're already not doing enough. It's a mirror in such a way as to show you you need to step up. It's a mirror in such a way to show you that for whatever reason you believe that you deserve to be bloodshed. You deserve to be beat up. What is that? Where is that belief system coming from? So to say that everything is a mirror leads to self-examination, or at least it's supposed to. I see many people using it as an excuse so as not to deal with somebody else's issues or when somebody comes to you with a real core issue that needs to be addressed, instead of really seeking out what that issue is, you tell them, well, it's just a mirror. What what is it mirroring for you? You know, someone who has undergone something extremely traumatic, maybe it's not a mirror. Maybe it's karmic. Maybe it's payback for something from the past. Maybe it's just something that happened that's supposed to change your life in some way. I know a woman who was in a very horrendous car accident, drunk driver hit her. She ended up losing her career, being in the hospital for over a year. It took over 18 months for her to recover from this accident. And that was not a mirror to her. The drunk driver was not a mirror for her. She was not a drinker. 
that incident occurred to her not because she was focusing on it because she wanted that to happen or because in her law of attraction that's what she was attracting to herself. That incident happened to her because it was something that was used by spirit in order to put her back on the right track. It was something very traumatic and pivotal in her life that changed her life so dramatically there was no other way to change her life than that. It was excruciating and it was powerful. And years later, she saw that point in time as the day that she was born, as a wake-up call. It was huge. She went from surviving and being fairly successful and having all the trappings of what success looks like in our society with having money and uh, being married and 2.5 kids and all that stuff to truly being happy and truly being connected to spirit and seeing what it was to really have those things in your life that make a difference, really seeing her children for who they were instead of who she wanted them to be, really finding out how her partner felt about her and finding a closeness and a connection to spirit that she would have never even sought had she not been in that position. So it is definitely a different, coming from a different angle and looking at things differently. Does the law of attraction work? Yes, it works. Do we create our reality? Yes, to a certain extent we do. However, we need to put things into perspective. We need to find our foundations. And our foundations, when we're talking about our spiritual selves, lies with knowing and being open to discover who we are, being very honest with who and what that is, and being open to continual learning. It is also developing a strong, vital link between ourselves and spirit. To have that connection with God, where we feel that flow running through our bodies 99% of the time. Because I can tell you from experience, there is no 100% of the time. It just doesn't work that way. We as humans, we sin. And sin means that you do something that cuts you off from the source, that cuts you off from God, that cuts you off from the universe, where you feel separate. At those times, you'll feel lonely, you'll feel heavy, you'll feel angry, you'll feel frustrated. And it happens to the best of us. You just need to be aware enough of your body and yourself to know when this is happening and to be aware enough to feel the disconnect and to be strong enough to institute the reconnect. 
So knowing all this, I, I you could tell I've gotten frustrated. One of the things that prompted me to do this particular show, there were a few things. Uh, one is a, a couple of different client calls I've had recently where um, people were asking me questions about these specific phrases that people use. And the other was I, I went on this website that was um, they gave you a test to see where you were in your spirituality or something like that. And the questions that they asked were very um, directed. They were looking for very specific answers. It turned out to be a pseudo-Christian website um, where the only answer was, you know, was Jesus. And the way they posed the questions, uh, like one of the questions was, do you believe that God and the universe are the same thing, that God is in everything and everyone? And then if you answered yes, it gave you this big, long lecture about how that's physically impossible, and if God wasn't outside of us, then why would you pray to God, and like all these other things. So it was it was very... Um, very one-sided and, and somewhat demeaning. And they pulled things, of course, out of the Bible, out of context, and didn't go into, you know, the real teachings of Jesus. Um, they just uh, kept going on about that Jesus being the only way and those kind of things. So that being said, I do consider myself a follower of Christ. I do believe he came to teach us how to live and how to be connected and how to be very aware of who we are and to live a very moral and very um, ethical life so that we could connect with God. He also said that we're all sons and daughters of God, all sons and daughters. We're all connected. We're all part of that. And a lot of the exclusionary talk was added later or is not really in his teaching. And saying that he is the way, the truth, and the light to me, means we're supposed to follow in his footsteps. I mean, he's going to do this and greater things. So are we doing that? Or are we putting him up on a pedestal and saying, oh, and in this website, everything that you could not possibly be as good as Jesus the Christ. You could not possibly do what Jesus the Christ did. That's not what Jesus taught, but that's what this, these people, these pseudo-Christians, want you to believe. They want you to believe that what Jesus achieved is impossible, and that only through their teachings, their distillation of what he taught, are you going to go anywhere or become anything. And I find that really sad, because I know a lot of people will follow that type of thinking, that to really truly be Christ-like is impossible. It's not. We've had other people in our lifetimes who show that kind of commitment, who show that type of light in the world, who have changed the world, who shed light to everyone around them. You probably know people like this in your life who aspire to be Christ-like, Buddha-like, to be enlightened, and to spread love and kindness and compassion everywhere they go. We have Gandhi. We have Martin Luther King, Jr., we have, I mean, there are people in our lives. I I consider my sister-in-law to be very Christ-like. She's a burn unit nurse, and just is, just her energetic, when she comes into the room, she is the most uplifting person. 
she's very human. She has her faults. She gets tired. She gets cranky sometimes. And I'm sure Jesus did too. I mean, when he prayed in the garden, he's like, God, why have you abandoned me? He was very frustrated and very frightened. But he never gave up. And that's the difference is that when it came down to, or when it comes down to, helping others and maintaining your morality, that you do that. You always choose the higher road. That you learn from everything around you and that you take things to greater heights. God is in everything and everyone. The ancient Egyptians believed the same thing. They believed that God, the unknowable, existed and manifested as the world and as their different gods. Their different gods were different faces, same thing. In Islam, they talk about the different, I believe they call it characteristics of God. There are different ways that God presents itself. We need to stop slicing up words and using them against one another and start learning from one another. The point is... We all have it in us to be spiritual, loving beings. We all have it in us to help others, to be healers in word, in thought, and in action. If we all decide that we are going to be better people, and act and react as better people. We put thought into everything we say and do. I, I like what would Jesus do. I, I like those bracelets. I like that concept. That's an excellent concept, and that's more Christ-like. But in order to know what Jesus would do, we need to actually look at him, not what the apostle said after he was gone, not when priests and ministers and your cousin Joe tells you after he's gone, we need to look at what he actually did and study what he did and what he said and feel it in our solar plexus and feel it in our hearts. When I write about different books in the Bible or I talk about the Bible, I do research. There's over 250 different versions of the Bible. There's over 58,000 different sects of Christianity. Each one is a little bit different. Right now I'm reading the book. I have four Bibles that I'm reading in the book of Jobin so that I get whatever the meat was of that story, so that I can get to whatever the meaning of that story was and not what each different author, editor, who placed it in a Bible did to um, what they did to it. So I'm not sure if you lost me again because right now 
my screen went blank, so I don't know whether it cut me off or not. Um, but I am going to try calling in again. This is very frustrating. I will have you know. Um, and still keep talking at the same time because generally I'm pretty good at multitasking. So what we need to do is use our own senses. Jesus inspired us to question and to look for God in all things. Okay. So apparently I am still on the air, I hope. Can't tell by what I see on my screen, but okay. I don't know what is going on with uh, Blog Talk Radio today, but it's not making me have any confidence in staying with this um, with this station. So hopefully next time things will be much better. So I don't have anything telling me how much time we have left. I'm assuming that my clock on my computer is correct. So we have about six minutes, five minutes, just changed. So in the next five minutes, what I want you to do is just take a half dozen deep breaths, hold it, and then release it slowly. So take a deep breath and release. And again. And release. Let's do that again. And release. And keep taking deep breaths as we move forward. Release all your anxiety. Release all the tension and all the stress that have built up. Give your body the oxygen it craves. Currently, I am in the Philadelphia area. I will be in Lancaster County next week at a place called American Mail. And American Mail is um, at 14 North Queen Street. And I will be doing half-hour readings at a very, very, very discounted price. Uh, half-hour reading will be only $50. It's usually 120 So go to American Mail and book now. I'm not sure whether or not she's going to be doing a combination with another service, um, which is what we used to do, but um, it's American Mail in Lancaster County. The phone number to make an appointment is 717 717- Two nine five seven six zero zero seven one seven two nine five seven six zero zero, and I will be there on Saturday before Valentine's Day, twelfth. I will be there starting at nine thirty in the morning, and I believe my last appointment will be at four p.m. But I'm not positive; it may be at three thirty. So there's not a lot of slots. Call now to make that appointment. And I will be in Lancaster County all next week from the beginning of the week on Monday uh, through Sunday. And I will be available for readings, uh, classes, 
sessions. I do um, oh, auditorium style readings also, where if you want to get a group of your friends together, and if you have um, 10 people, it's $25 a person, and we all get together in a room, and I do readings, um, whatever spirit is coming to me, is giving to me for each person is what they get. And they each get to ask a question, but also it's uh, whatever the flow of spirit is at that time. So, and if you have less than 10 people, then give me a call, and we could still do that. I am in the Philadelphia area right now. I am updating my websites currently and creating some new ones, so watch my blog talk webpage for any updates on that. And I'm still on psychicinhawaii.com, voiceofspirit.com, and spiritualparents.com. Call me if you'd like to schedule a reading of any kind. My number is 808-261-7866. That's 808-261-7866. And I will be doing a... A show. I'm not sure if I'm going to do it right on Valentine's Day, like I did it last, where we talk about really taking care of yourself and what Valentine's Day can mean for you, whether you're single or you have a partner, whether you're happy or you're not so happy with that. So in these last few seconds, I want to remind you that we are all powerful beings. I want to remind you that we all can change the world a little bit at a time. I'm currently writing a mini book, which will be downloadable on one of my websites as soon as I've done it, addressing that, how you can go through the world day by day and change things with very small things. You just need to put forth a little bit of effort. Smile at everybody you see. And just become a happier person. If you're happy, it uplifts the people around you. Then they can be happy. Your happiness touches everyone and everything around you, whether you think it does or not. So just be aware of that and be open to that. This is your host, Psychic Intuitive, Geraldine St. Joseph coming to you live from Philadelphia. Beautiful, rainy, thank God the ice storm missed us, Philadelphia. And you can contact me at my email, Geraldine at Voice of Spirit, G-E-R-A-L-Y-N, Geraldine at voiceofspirit.com. Or you can give me a call for an appointment. My number is 808-261-7866. And hopefully I'll be signing back on in a day or two and things will work a little bit better. So you have a good day. Have a blessed day. May God bless and keep you. Take a deep breath and remember just how lucky and how loved you are. Mahalo. This is Geraldine St. Joseph signing off.